everyone, and welcome to another Scots We Hate podcast. And today I'm joined by rapper, poet, and songwriter, Conscious Root. Hello. Hi, how's it going? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. Sound oh, good. Good, good, so good. That introduction uh, really only scratches the surface of your musical life. You've been in bands, you've worked as a solo artist, as you are now, but not only in hip-hop, and in, in other kind of music styles as well. Can you give us a bit of background into your life in music? Um, okay, so I guess it started off maybe, um, I think it started off in the beginning just singing in some choirs when I was young at school. And then I kind of stopped that around my like pre-teens or 13, 12, 13, when my voice broke and... Uh, <laughs> Walking in the uh, what's the sounding as a uh, feeling, <laughs> um, um, and I kind of got into I was into listening to a lot of hip hop. Uh, I wasn't doing hip hop, and then um, I think the first thing was like when the drum and bass, or well, when the hardcore movement was there, and it started to split into kind of genres like DMB, like drum and bass and hard step and that. I was like really. Like, you know, listening to Kiss 100, DJI, um, and, you know, just all those people that were coming up at that time, like Adam F and uh, Andy C. Um, I, I was just, just banging to the DMB. And I think that kind of kicked off the MCing thing because I was like, it was a different kind of MCing. And at that time, you know, it wasn't as you know, lyrical as hip hop is. So there was there was a bit of a transition period for me moving into hip hop from drum and bass because it was actually so complex. Um, and I found the rhyming in, in drum and bass was like much more kind of simplistic. You know, it was like, you know, um, off the top, it was, you know, like, what are you going to do coming on the mic styles, coming through and all that sort of thing. It's just like so easy compared to hip hop, sort of um, the way the structures, the structure of rhymes is so much more complex. But it took me a little while to get my head around that. And I think it was about, I was probably about 18 when I started kind of writing hip hop, probably 19 when I was kind of maybe releasing some stuff um, early on, um, 1920 probably. Yeah, started releasing some hip hop. And then that experience um, alongside, I was, I was still, I was in a studio with a lot of different producers who, um, this was down south in England, um, in the, in the His Nizzy, as it was called, in, in the countryside. And um, I, in between London and Cambridge, to give you a bit of a re- reference in Hertfordshire, um, and, um, one of the guys in there used to, well, a couple of guys used to make like deep house. So sometimes they used to get me to do some, like some, just some vocals for some bits and bobs. Um, and so that kind of got me doing a little bit of stuff on house music. And then that, the, the hip hop stuff that I'd done with this guy. And there was another rapper called, um, Filler or Gareth. Um, we worked together in a crew called Fugazi Rum. And then, uh, later on, that turned into like a six-piece blues and hip-hop band. And we wrote uh, an album called, um, it was supposed to be called The Red Album, but it got released as Fugazi Rum, Fugazi Rum. And um, like me, the singer, songwriter, Ben Smith, who's in an, he's now in a, uh, an outfit called Ben and Brewery, um, something like that. They're doing okay, like in the UK and stuff. So um 
he was like the frontman singer and he played guitar and some bass on the project. And Hasu um, was the producer. He um, produced the beats, done some other bits of production on the project that was missing. And I, and I was writing some raps um, and I wrote a little bit for the singer sometimes as well, as well as writing some of my bars and, and a bit vice versa. I think sometimes like us might write, he wrote a, one of the songs and I ended up kind of like rapping it um, uh, live anyway. I think he formed it on an album. Um, so that project was pretty fun. Um, and it opened that kind of, I think I went down a tunnel then of like live music and kind of, maybe disconnected a bit from that raw hip hop theme. Mm. Um, but it was cool. I think it was a, a good learning direction. I spent six years with that band and we were kind of, you know, we've done some, we've done some good stuff. You know, we got played on like BBC Radio Cambridgeshire, um, One Extra, um, Three Counties Radio. And we were doing a lot of festivals and gigging like kind of all over the UK and stuff. Um, but, you know, and politics. The, the music was great. The, the the idea was great, but the politics was not, <laughs> as in bands. So it just kind of sort of come to an end because we were, I think we were too pushed to trying to get a record deal rather than just making the good music that we were making. And I guess we lost a bit of sight honing the sound to that, um, to everyone else's expectations rather than making the good music that we were making. So sounds like um, right from the early days um, you've been a uh, music has been such an integral part of your life and um, uh, as you've gone along to what you've told us so far you're kind of learning as you go it's a kind of, kind of constant education as you like is that how you found it? Yeah 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 and I, and I do think it is like there's not a there's not a thing that I'm it's funny how much it's like I'm thinking that happens a lot in life that you learn something and you think that's really good and then somewhere along the journey you forget that important learning and mm. and I feel like there's been some even now when I look at the my approach to music and almost there's things that I feel that I should have learned like years ago that I'm only just learning now and and I'm not sure about the should judgment um but there's it's just like simple things like giving myself time to, you know, I write a song, giving myself time to really get that flow tight um, before I think about going to the studio and really kind of, you know, um, honing, you know, the music in itself and like um, just fine tuning the meaning, fine tuning the lyrical and the musical sound and then sort of then, you know, recording a rough version and then going back two, three weeks later and then putting down a final version. Like, this is stuff that I do now, which I should have been doing, I feel, before. And I don't know where I kind of, like, lost translation, where I'm kind of, I don't know, turning up to the studio, not quite got what I'm, you know, trying to work out where I'm going in the direction of of, of the song and stuff like that. Um, I kind of think it's like there's been a bit of poor educating uh, on my own part. Um, sometimes to my development. Has it been like being prepared? Like perhaps you think right now it's time to record something, but then it's only when you're in you realise, well, maybe I haven't done the preparation. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think sometimes it's like, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess sometimes it's just like when you're, you're doing things on different levels, 
and then you have a certain maybe process of working. So I think when we were doing the stuff with the band, Gazi Rum first project, a lot of it was like we were spot writing and then just recording stuff. You know, so it's almost got like if you listen, I'm not sure if you've heard the Fugazi Rum album. The, no, the album. Um, well, I'll I'll hook you up. I'll hook my boy up. It's good. Um, um, it's it's a really nice. It's it's a timeless piece of work. Like, and I still listen to it now. And you can check some live stuff online, and it's just good, good stuff. Like, um, so um, and I guess it just had that really kind of vintage, you know, almost like that early Wu Tang sound or that early kind of you know blue sound where it's all very like. It wasn't trying to be sparkly. It was right. trying to be what what it was. But you can hear almost the imperfection, but the imperfection suits it. Do you know it's what I mean? Rough around the edges, that side to Yeah, that, that, that kind of... And, and it's funny because we recorded the album um, very, like, roughly in, in a flat. And um, I remember, like, one time we were in the bathroom recording this bit and we used this kind of panel of the bathroom. We were banging it. It was an old kind of new sound, like just getting this kind of bass, using it as a bass drum. And it just sounded like great. <laughs> you know, this very, like, it just sounded great, man. Um, but it was just things like that. So I think I went from, from, from that kind of, and it's not like I didn't write songs and then have a bit of time maybe getting what it was. I think maybe at some points I did get that. And then that's what I mean. I feel like I lost something that was, um, that I'd learned um, that w- that was about you know you need to take more time when you've you're writing your art and just give it more space to breathe and let it become the song rather than thinking you know you've written some lyrics and that's the song yeah yes that's the kind of thing that I'm I'm kind of thinking about now and. Being in the band and you talk about the politics, did you find actually being in a collective like that? you had less time to concentrate on all of that thing. And that's one of the good things about working on your own. Um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, I, I, I love the, the learning I've got from being in bands. I think it's been great, but also you, you do like for, for a rapper in a band, if you're not like, I mean, I was one of frontmen in, in, in that it was me, there was Ben and, and sometimes I'd just rap and he might do a bit of a hook. And sometimes we'd be like, you know, going back and forth and sharing. There's loads of different ways that we were kind of approaching it. Um, but I'd say I became an instrument more than a lyricist. So it, was, it wasn't like I, I stopped writing any good lyrics, but the lyrics were different because kind of music was different. So it wasn't as raw as the lyrics that I started out doing as a raw hip-hop guy. Um, but I feel like I'd, I was really raw then. Like in life, I was really raw. Like life was raw. And there'd been a lot of change when I went into the blue stuff. So, um, you know, like I think music and life have a bit of a parallel with where we are and what we write and, and the kind of stuff that we do. So um, I can connect to all of that, maybe. And you've been working more recently um, with producer Suzanne on Father and Son, which I think is your most recent release. What, yeah. What's that been like and how does that collaboration work? Um, I mean... I am um, Susan to Susan or Susan, uh, whatever. Um, How do you say it? I've, 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 I don't know. I kind of say <laughs> to Susan, but I think it's, I think it's Susan. Um, it's a cheeky name. He's so, he's such a, he's such a, uh, 
such a cool guy. But if I've ever met, I'm sure he's like the Edinburgh version of the Bonds. You know what I mean? He's just so so horizontal. Um, but yeah, just such a talented um, beat maker and artist. I, I met him when he was about 18, and he was just um, coming up as a rapper. And I I I think I hooked him up in the studio around words to record his first track and it just blew me away he's such a talented guy and he hasn't stopped obviously and he's, I think his potential now is starting to come through and that's not even half of what 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 he's probably capable of you know as, as an artist so I mean it's really nice that he still appreciates because I think I think who like he likes as an artist is is different to me like my art I think he respects me as an artist, but I'm probably not his go-to. Um, so I think what happened originally, like I'd, I'd, I'd written those lyrics to another beat and the, the beat that I, that I wrote to the guy, there was some troubles with kind of like the, the guy had been selling the beat to many people. So I was just like, I don't want to release something that's going to be, you know, I want to do something that was exclusive. So I hit Jake. Jacob up or to Susan and, and I was just like, can you, you know, work, you get an instrumental for me with this crap and do this collab and put this out. And uh, and he was cool with that. So it was just a nice, it was just a quick thing really um, for me. It was like well, quite a turnaround. Um, and what about the track itself, Father and Son? How does, you know, uh, in terms of, you know, how you approach writing, how did that uh, reflect that? Um, I guess the, the writing of Father and Son, it's kind of that, it's that concept of, you know, where it's almost a bit about the masculine energy in our culture, in not just in the UK culture, but that's like a worldwide thing, isn't it? Like that, yeah. that masculine energy, but also that sense of, you know, the, the, the father's not going to do right and how's the son going to get stuff proper and it, it almost talks a bit about the the kind of you know having to bring that you know talking about like uh i guess it's like mother there's a bit of a reference to the mother um in the chorus as well i'm trying to think of the bars now <laughs> it's like when i'm put on the spot i'm really rubbish with my bars but um was it um it's talking about the sense of you know all the all the killing and all the kind of like masculine energy and until we sort of get that kind of feminine balance in, in the mix and um, I think about society in a different way that we're kind of doing at the moment and things are just going to stay the same. Um, and I suppose it's like looking at all the, I don't know, there's references in there talking about, you know, we've got immigrants waving away immigrants because you're thinking about, well, all these lands have been turned over by different cultures and different societies. So who who are people who've come and invaded our land who were French and Norwegian and, and all this to say that these people now can't come and stay in this land? Do you know what I mean? Um, and who are these people to go to America as immigrants and then tell the immigrants they can't have their land and stay in their land? Do you know what I mean? So got all these reference about that and it talks obviously about you know some cliche things around corporations i suppose it's looking at the americanization of 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 britain as well because it's funny how we kind of colonized america but now america is kind of um, influencing us in in who who we are and and how we kind of um like act 
and and who her loyalties to. So it's just kind of this sort of there's a bit of a father and son relationship there, isn't there? If you think about it yeah. in the UK. Um, so yeah, I think there's just a lot. I I I I was talking a little bit about the mental health model as well because I'm in counselling and psychotherapy and stuff and see a lot of. I, I don't disagree that there needs to be standardization for mental health and that people but I feel that the mental health models just making money so there was a lot of references in there talking about like diagnosis and it's all about statistics rather than well-being I mean you have said uh, that uh, your music right through your life has helped with your own mental health can you expand a bit on that um, yeah, I guess about like, uh, I guess making sense of things that have been traumatic in my life, whether it's been, I wrote a track, Nazi, which was talking about an assault that happened when I was like 15. I got quite badly assaulted by the BMP. Um, and there was a few other tracks that about, I think even in the Fugazi Ram early stuff, there's a lot of stuff talking about what it's like to grow up in a kind of, um, a very white town when I was like one of the only um, of maybe two, there was probably, a, there was a mixed race guy and there was myself. And then it was just the people in the, in the Chinese. And that was kind of the, the, the whole um, cultural sort of what word I'm looking for um, difference in, in the space. Everyone else was just white um, so I, I kind of I'd kind of used art to kind of make sense of some of what I've experienced, and I was so angry when I was young. I think the art really helped me to just express that anger, maybe in a bit of a healthier way than like, ever just fighting or doing whatever. Um, so, um, and also, I, I think it's just been very helpful for my own. Um, like academic growth because it's helped me to think that, you know, books and learning is important, which I wasn't into. Like I left school with basically no grades. I used Fs and B at the most. Um, and I kind of wrote myself off. So education come through art, through kind of, you know, wanting to read more literature and um, wanting to improve the way I was writing Um so, yeah, I think it's given me a lot of, like, life experience and certainly a lot of self-reflection and a lot of self-process through kind of this is what I've been going through and it will come out in my songs um, and a lot of traumatic events come out in my songs. Like, uh, And I think you can see that, maybe hear that, see that. Yeah. And uh, And then, you know, that goes on to help others who... To not just understand yourself, but to understand their situation too. Yeah. I mean, some of that's the hope. Um, I think the important thing is, I think at some point you get a bit righteous and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to save people with my music. And I think the reality is everyone just needs to work out their own journey. But if somebody's other other person gives them a bit of validation and they can relate to that, that's cool already, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think I had that at some point where um, I think in the middle of my art and even towards some of the end of it, it was like, I mean, it's a little bit preachy sometimes, I guess, but I feel like I've got a better balance with what I'm talking about now. And it's less sort of like 
Um, it's more just a bit introspective and a bit reflective and trying to be a bit more kind of, um, you know, what's it about and just shining a light on rather than, um, you know, to like, oh, we should be doing this and FDs. It's just kind of like naming some things, I guess. But, I mean, it's fed into your uh, working life as well. Is that right? You're, you're counselling yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been in, uh, I've done training when I started, um, when I moved to Edinburgh in my early 30s. Well, yeah, I was 30 when I moved to Edinburgh. So I've done some training and um, uh, for four years. And uh, I think I had a year break, so years. Um, and then after, after my training, I got into work straight away. So I've been working now for, um, say, well, it would be six years, but I had a, had a year, a year and a bit out. So it's about five years. Like I've had experience as a therapist now. Um, and, and I guess, like I say, with the art, it's been a bit of an extension of like, I've been through a lot and through that, I kind of had some therapy. Um, I've read a lot of self-help books and I was just interested in the you know, I was interested in philosophy, interested in that kind of psychological looking at things. And, um, yeah, and then I just kind of thought this is quite similar. You know, they, they, they're different, they're different things, but they kind of, they support each other. They have a kind of connection in some way that work well together. Um, so music workshops also come out of that. Like I ended up doing a lot of, a lot of youth work for quite a few years like over 10 years of youth work with music doing writing workshops and I guess like you say helping people to go well you can use writing to help to work out some of this crap that you're you're going through and it can be quite fun and socially you can learn a lot about yourself but also you can connect with people and and have some fun and you know what I mean and I think like especially if you do some gigs and play some it's good you know uh, which kind of makes me think about the last year when everything has been so different to what went before. Have you found that, uh, you know, making music and making connections through music has been a help? And Because it seems to have been for other people. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the lockdown, I've made a lot of music over the lockdown. Um, and uh, it's, yeah, I think it's helped to have a focus I think it's always good to have a focus if you're doing something that you like. Um, I mean, cooking has been a huge help through that as well. I've been cooking a lot. I was like part, I was kind of working a little bit as a comic chef before the lockdown got serious and um, just part time. Um, but then I kind of, um, that kind of ended. Yeah. But yeah, just in general, I've, I was just like, um, enjoying it more I was like you know this is about me and my music and it's not about I'm, I'm glad it kind of took away all that having to be out and having to be someone for someone else or not that seems to be I think if you're in the music scene that there's a bit of um there's a bit of emphasis on kind of releasing music and um what you're releasing uh, who you're doing stuff with and um, yeah I just think there's a lot of like 
things like Spotify and how the music industry's gone, it's very hard for people to make money out of music these yeah. days. I think you need to be quite, quite business-minded, clever, clever and a bit shrewd. And I'm, and I'm not like I'm not business-minded, but I realise the more that I do it, it's not about that for me. Like, yeah. it, like I've, got, I've, got, I've actually got a job, I've got a career, and I'm happy. And if someone was like, leave your job and tour the world and be an artist, I'd probably be saying... Like, nah, I'd probably go, I'm up doing like a tour here and there. I want to do my job. I love it, you know, so it's that's, nice. That's really interesting. It's almost like a reset of expectations, perhaps, as from when people, you know, think I'm going to make music and I'm going to do this and eventually I'll be, you know, whatever a star might be. But now there's maybe a reset of what the realities are. What are the practicalities and realities for you for for making music. You mentioned earlier on about, you know, hitting a bathroom wall to get the, the kind of sound. Now you might just, get, uh, uh, you know, a sample of that. You wouldn't even have to do it yourself. It's probably there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've never really, I've never really had time to do the production side because I've always, um, I've, I actually sort of, I've either been the writer or I've always done the kind of the networking and the promotion. So I kind of fell into that a bit more. And so like putting together projects and, you know, if you look at anything that comes out content wise on, from like through hold records, um, which is kind of the releasing platform run, um, like anything that's done on that is normally organized and done by myself, or I'll get someone to do it on, on behalf, you know, whether it's like, um, but a lot of it, down to kind of the, the video concepts and look of things how everything kind of working is like normally because um, I've done it so, and and the promotion and the networking is sort of something that I've, I've been doing for a long long time and and I haven't had chance to be a producer as well well as a writer and a, you know there's just so many things you can hold um, so yeah it's a bit like that I guess um, so when it comes down to it, I just focus on writing lyrics. I do record my own lyrics, um, and I and I've bought a decent month to do that. I just try and keep quality as high as possible on the shoestring that I've got. I mean, I'm not like before. I wasn't earning that much at all. Now, um, um, now I am earning. Um, now I'm earning okay money, not great money, but how much it costs to put out music and what you get back from it nowadays. Completely different because I think back in the day, like when we released the Fugazi Rum stuff, we got, I think, two 500 presses like done. And so we sold a, about a thousand CDs at a tenner a pop. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's like, and the, and we had merchandise and T-shirts and all sorts. And we were selling that really easy and i'm not saying nowadays you can still sell t-shirts and that but when you're not gigging you can't do all that stuff um and cds nowadays no one has a cd player do you know what i mean so there's i think there's a lot of barriers for um the way that the music is gone for artists to um make back their money and i'm not saying there isn't ways to do that but there's probably a small percentage of artists that are really you know making money and there's a lot of artists pretending that they're making um Tell you now where I seem to make money is instead I get like paid for features. Um, I get paid for I've been doing some writing for some games, some video games. I've done free tracks for um, some video game, which I don't know because the guy who's writing writing the stuff 
is contractual. You can't tell me what it's for. Uh, I know it's for an independent, and it's probably a bit of a budget, bigger budget than a low, the low end independent. So, um, but I've I've written three tracks for that game, and you know that'll be out sometime next year, I guess. Um, but yeah, so there's bits and bobs that I'm trying to get money from, and I just invest that straight into my art, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you mean you've say you've been up in uh, Scotland for a while? Were you aware of us kind of Scottish hip hop before you came up? Or? It was hard to find, you know, because um, when I was googling it, I found people like Hector Berserk and I think Stanley Odds, like these kind of the first people that I come across. Um, but the actual scene itself, it, I found it was really, really hidden. And yeah. I think in the end, I ended up finding about Bristow battles, um, and I ended up finding out about Bristow battles through it was like a friend of a friend who worked in a youth organization, and her friend knew this person that was actually involved with something with the event I ended up going down to that and that's when I met a lot that's when I met um I met um Strong Tone um and I met um I met Louis Goss was there like everyone from the scene was there actually and and Word um, that's where I met Word and I um and I ended up I ended up getting because I went down there and I didn't know what anyone was about. And um, they, someone had dropped out and they were looking for someone to do a freestyle battle. And I don't, I'm not even a battle rapper, but I was like, oh yeah, I'll do it. I thought it would just be a, a couple of boys and it would just be a laugh and it would be low key. But yeah. then, and then the guys are coming up to me and going, oh, you're battling Gasp. He's a monster. And I'm just like, oh my God, <laughs> what have I got myself into? And it was, you know, like Gasp is like one of the, you know, he's one of, still one of the, um, you know, some of the best battlers, one of the best battlers in Scotland. You know, um, he's up there with the top tier battlers and I'm not a battle MC. So that was a really un, unwelcome match. But it was fun. I, I'd done it and got, got my ass handed to me. And, um, and then after that, I'd, um, I think a couple of the people from the thing had hit me up on Facebook or somewhere. And, um, I ended up going to words and doing a track called Breakthrough. And then we started writing some bits and I started doing some stuff with the, the SOS collective. Yeah. Um, and I'm still friends with these boys now, you know, I don't write as much music with them. Um, uh, I think like in terms of like they're good at what they do, but in terms of, um, stuff that I'm doing I think it's just different and I quite like to keep my stuff separate and I still feature with the guys um, here and there um, but yeah I feel like now like you said before when you've, when you've been on everyone else's agenda for so long you just get to that point where you're like actually this is what I want to really be doing and this is how I want to be doing it and I don't want to compromise that and yeah. I think that's that's kind of what what's happened with the last like album and this single and all the stuff that I'm releasing now. This is more about me and my art rather than other people and what they wanted me to be and how they thought it'd be as well. So that's really interesting because I think there are it shows that there are pros and cons of kind of a community like that. You know, you can find yourself maybe trying to fulfil roles that's not the one that you want to go down. I suppose. Yeah, and I feel I don't don't get me wrong. I don't regret any of like the work I've done. A, quite a few years work with the band Mono Sapiens, and I think again it was great. A good, really working with the boys, made some great live shows, and um, support really cool people. We smashed 
the live scene, we, we were smashing it. Like, it was so good. And, um, uh, you know, I appreciate all the experience that I've got from working in bands. Like, I've created, I've, from that, I've created bands like the Urban Folk Crowd. It was a bit of in the pan, but it was just a really nice project. I went down the folk hip-hop route with that band. And, um, but, yeah, I think, you know, you, you learn a lot from the process of writing music, creating music, and there's, there's things on unconscious and conscious levels that you... Up. And then when you take that knowledge and bring it back to like a structure like hip hop, you, you, you tend to have a lot more you know, thought of what things should be and how things could uh, be better. Like, and I'm, um, but I think the level of music nowadays is so high. Like the young guys coming through, they're just really on it. They just know what it's about and they've been doing it. You know, where I started when I was about 14, some of those guys have been doing it since they're probably like seven or eight or younger. Do you know what I mean? Coming up into it because it's so much more wider now. You know. So, uh, what's next for you? What's the what's next in the agenda? Um, in terms of, I, I think in, I mean, I've I've got a, I've been I've been prolific. This, um, so I've got a stack of things that I'm trying to just at various stages. Like everything's recorded. I just need to get one project mixed mastered and then I've got like, I've got, um, I've got a, a remix album for Lost Roots, which is sounding incredible. Like it's so good. I'm, I'm like, I think, you know, I'm not saying that it's better than the original, but it's definitely on par. It's not all the tracks, it's 10 tracks on the remix album and there'll be no skits. Um, and then I've got, um, at least two EPs. No, I've got three EPs um, and I've got a couple of singles, but I've got a lot of feature tracks as well. Um, and they're not even, you know, so there's quite a lot of stuff that's going to be dropping this year. Um, and the plan is to write a new LP with Mert, um, who's um, True Note from, so we're going to do another follow-up album for next year. Um, hopefully it'll be next year or not after and um, just a few little things. But I do want to try and get a bit of space from writing after that and releasing constantly. I want to kind of maybe slow things down, release a project every maybe two years, um, drop a couple of singles here and there. But just kind of, I'd rather release like eight just really dope tracks, a nice concept, really tight than releasing lots and lots and lots and lots and lots like it's it's too expensive and it's too tiring like and I want more space to live live life in different ways you know well conscious thank you so much for taking time to have a chat with me today it's been fascinating no worries man I really appreciate your support and and actually your interest in in um and big up yourself as well for your interest in supporting you know um BAME I hate that word actually you know the the, the black afro-american whatever um the, but also like um LGBTI community it's just really nice to have people reach out to want to kind of people because I feel like there's a lot of um minorities that don't get as well supported in in certain radio just because it's like black African music and stuff like that. Especially in Scotland, it can be very like, um, like it's either, it, 
the only black music that gets really supported is dub. Um, the rest of it's quite, um, I think it's changed now on BBC introducing, but it's very like, you know, like white rock band, that kind of mentality up here. It's nice to see other smaller stations and other people and that sound and those people. So many voices that want to be heard. So much quality as well. It just, it, it saddens me that there's not enough that those people connecting and getting played further. Yeah. Oh, no, I absolutely agree. I think if you want to call, you know, talk about a nation's music, all the voices have to be heard. That's Yeah, word. yeah. And there's a lot of, like, that's what I mean. There's a lot of, like, white um, young people that really relate to that, you know, cultural sound and they're really repping it very well. And it'd just be nice that that they, they get a bit of props for what they're doing um, and not just from their mates, like on on a, on a national platform, because I think there's so much young talent on the rap scene coming up in Scotland that people really need to you know, embrace it, picking their nose up because it doesn't sound like a London accent. Because it's actually very good. It's really skillful, and actually outside like the UK, I know people are embracing it and have been for many years. So I'm hoping it's gonna grow. Like. I've always been supporting it. It took me a while. I must have admit in the beginning to get used to that dialect. Now, mm-hmm. I got asked that, that thing, I was just like, this stuff is great. Like people back in the day, like Hector and Mad Hat, Stanley Odd, and now, but nowadays, it was maybe a few heads that were really killing it. But nowadays, there's so many people, so many, so much talent. So good. So good. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much out there to uh, explore and find out for yourself. And hopefully yeah. encourage you to people, listeners, to do that. So yeah, cool. Again, hopefully, no worries, man. Cheers, cool. there. And cool. uh, we'll be back soon with someone completely different. Cheers. <laughs>